one-time, two-time Pro Bowler, Vernon Davis. And this is You Killed It, the podcast about the challenge. <laughs> I, couldn't, so, I couldn't help but bag on him. He was so bad. So here's the thing. At first, I was like, Vernon Davis. So I'm a Niners fan, right? I know you are. So I'm so excited about that aspect. Vernon Davis is he was pretty solid. Like he was highly touted coming in. He's a super high draft pick. He was pretty good. He had his moments. But undoubtedly, Vernon Davis will only be remembered as a dude Mike Singletary is talking about in the press conference when he's yelling, I want winners. <laughs> do do people remember that one? I that remember was when this. Vernon Davis essentially like he wasn't running a route and Singletary kicked him off the field. And told him to like go to the locker room <laughs> before the game even ended so that in the post-game press conference Singletary just went on this epic epic rant about you know uh cannot coach with him cannot play with him can't do it won't do it I want winners he he also Vernon Davis I don't think can really host a tv show my thing was, where did this come from? Like, it just seemed know. random. Like, was Lala unavailable? Is Lala too big time now? Before, before Justina? We, Where's before, Justina? Before we rag on, as Anissa calls him, Vern, let's <laughs> introduce ourselves. I'm John Shidley Hill. And I am not Vernon Davis. <laughs> and this is You Killed It, the podcast about the challenge. Um, yeah, to me, it's got to be the Miz, right? Like, Miz the is Miz, the guy that you get. Is the Miz still wrestling? So is he in, like, the WWE fake bubble? Yes, he is in the WWE very porous fake bubble. <laughs> where they have had multiple COVID-19 positive tests. For those of you into wrestling, as Taz said, they run a sloppy shop. Uh, I know this is super... Show. This is super early for a tangent, but who cares? Because it's a reunion show. Um, have you read about the wrestling bubble and like how brutally they messed that whole thing up? I and how like I haven't read the details, but like so essentially in the very beginning, right? Because if you go back and remember Florida, when Florida's like, no, we're open for business, we're opening back up, and then the WWE was granted special permission to be deemed an essential service so then they moved their whole operation to florida right yeah they only did that for money they also like put in money into the governor's like re-election bid and trump's re-election bid so that was all a scam right mm -hmm. the covid scam though was the fact that they were announcing that they were doing testing and people just assumed that the testing was covid testing <laughs> every day but it wasn't it was just like temperature checks. Cognitive so, testing? <laughs> yeah, they were just doing testing. They didn't specify what kind of testing they were doing. But obviously, to no one's surprise, they started getting people getting sick and getting COVID. And then they had the audacity to start to try letting in fans. Yeah. <laughs> and they banned their employees from speaking publicly about the testing protocol. Until yeah. multiple people started getting sick, and then obviously you had to talk about it publicly because you can't tell someone, hey, you can't discuss the fact that you got COVID. That's not the way the world works. So once wrestlers started test wrestlers and employees started testing positive, they kind of had to acknowledge it. And it's like, wait, hold on, what was going on here? And you wanted to bring in fans? 
and you just scam the whole system by basically paying off the governor so that you could have wrestling? What is like? What planet are we on right now? Uh, the worst planet. We are clearly in the darkest timeline. Um, I Sorry, do ha- tangent over. No, I just. <laughs> I still think that they could have had the Miz do it, right? Like they still could have had. But I just for, it's all, no, it's sorry, all, I'm, I'm laughing because I just forgot like how I even got on the table. Got on the WWE. And then when you said they could have had the Miz host, I'm like, oh yeah, that's what we were talking about. Well, just because like they probably recorded it in like four or five hours, right? Mm-hmm. He's in a bubble anyway. Well, maybe not in a bubble, but he's at home. <laughs> Right, yeah. like most of see. Here's the thing: most pro wrestlers live in Florida for a variety of reasons. Okay. So, for them, it's just like an issue of driving to the like offices to like do the shows. Yeah. And typically, WWE wrestlers work like five nights a week, six nights a week because they like have touring shows. Yeah. But right now, they're just doing the TV shows. So they're only working one or maybe two nights a week. So okay. the Miz totally could have worked in sitting at home wearing a suit. And just like, I don't think the Miz is perfect. Like, I find he's always in like wrestling promo mode where he's like yeah. shouting. Yeah, yeah. But also, first of all, at least he's been on the challenge multiple seasons so he can speak with authority. Mm-hmm. And he at least is like energetic. Like, at least he's like, <laughs> Vernon Davis was definitely reading from a teleprompter. Oh, the entire time. It was pretty rough. And, like, so, I wondered if he'd watch the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, How many people do you think were ahead on their their checklist of hosts before they got to Vernon Davis? Right? Because you got to think. You said The Miz. You, you think, mentioned Justina. Yep. Lala's a throwback, but Lala's probably too big time now. Um, Who's Johnny, a guy... Johnny, Johnny Mosley? Mosley. <laughs> yes. Johnny Mosley, who has like a YouTube show. I bet they could have got him. Uh, do you know who, in my mind, would have been uh, higher on the list? Although okay. I think he's too big time for them now. Uh, Karamo from uh, Queer Eye. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What was he on? Real World? Which Real World was he on? I can't Philly? Philly, but he was also I can't on remember. The Challenge. Yes. Similarly, no, 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 I remember. The comedians Theo Vaughn or Christina Pajitsky, I think I said mm-hmm. her name right, like they were both on the challenge and were on Road Rules and Real World, so like yeah. they would have qualified and like had more broadcasting experience. It was just weird, but it makes me wonder, did they just, like was Vernon Davis always the plan? Like if things were normal and they were shooting it in studio, would Vernon Davis have been the host and would this whole thing have been better, let's say? Because I want to start here. Like, did you did you like this episode? Did you enjoy the reunion? No. And I'm, frankly, I'm disappointed that it's two episodes. Like, I'm a little okay. annoyed that we have to sit through another 90 minutes. So, I'll say this much, right? And obviously, we're going to, like, there's not much for us to, like, deep dive into, right? Because, no. yeah. But I'll say this. I thought the beginning part of it was actually all right like i was okay with it like i was laughing there's some funny things like you know seeing banana squirm or uh kyle and and melissa squirm like that was funny that's what happens on reunions and so if you combine that with the stuff they didn't show during the season that we're being told we'll see next episode 
if you made that into one ep- one reunion, you probably have a good reunion episode. Yeah. But instead, spreading it out into two, right? Because the second half of this episode wasn't that good. No. Right? There was really nothing going on. Um, and there were a lot of moments, I feel like, where they brought up certain things. Like, let's say, Bailey and... Uh, what's her name? Casey. Casey. And, like, there was really nothing said on either side that was groundbreaking or anything so it's like this wasn't even necessary you could have just taken this whole chunk out with all due respect to jay the section revolving around jay and like being in eliminations and eliminating ct yeah we didn't need that and and like ct had good like one-liners yeah we didn't need ct either for sure like and like i love ct and like i liked jay like i have no problem with jay but yeah that we didn't get any insight there's no controversy and like they can't get into why jay kept going in because that would mean having d referenced on the show and like again we say this every yeah. episode of you killed it i'm all for skipping over references to d i'm just saying mm-hmm. they could have cut out two minutes for sure yeah 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 no um, for sure totally the, agree the other thing that i thought was interesting was I mean, everyone that's on this show, by definition, has lots of TV experience, right? Like, they've all been on at least one season of another show. Mm -hmm. But it was interesting to see who was good, like, who was able to get their energy up when essentially sitting in a room by themselves looking at Zoom. And, like, you and I can speak with some authority on that since we do this every week for You Killed It, right? Yeah. No, for sure. And, like, you and I joke off camera. I'm not this high energy in like real life. I'm much more low key and quieter and like have a drier <laughs> sense of humor, but like I play it up cause I know I'm on. Yeah. But it was interesting to see how some people couldn't do that or wouldn't mm-hmm. do that or like need an audience around them to like, yeah, get it going. There were definitely some people who you could tell wanted no part, like absolutely no part with this reunion. And especially what you're saying with Zoom, right? Like, I think I wrote it at the very end of my notes, but it was who looked more just upset with being there? Was it Nani? Was it Zach? Or was it, or there's one more person. Who's the third person? Or Swaggy. Or Swaggy, right? yeah. <laughs> like, those three people looked like they wanted no part of it. And you could tell, neither did CT, but as you mentioned, he was at least making like one-liner jokes swaggy just looked so cheesed zach i can totally understand why zach was cheesed and i even wonder like if you're zach do you have to be on it right like couldn't he have said no because clearly he doesn't want to talk about what he actually found out right so it would just seem kind of weird like is it in his contract? Is it in Jenna's contract? Is he getting paid? Like, is it like, hey, we'll pay you X amount, like whatever the appearance fee would be to just be on it. And then he says yes, because like, why wouldn't you? You're just hook up a Zoom. And if they give you whatever they give you, it's easy money. But yeah, well, I it think, just seemed weird. I think Jenna and Zach have a wedding to pay for. And yep. I think two appearance fees is better than one. Correct. And he basically just gave the old, I'm just here so I don't get fined kind of energy. Oh, yeah. Uh, The other thing, and I know you're going to love this conversation topic. I I always get interested 
in this age of Zoom calls, seeing okay. people's setups and backgrounds. Good call. Yep, and, I'm with you there. Uh, and it was interesting to me that some of them were wearing like pro level earpieces. Yeah, like, like an IFB. Yeah. Thank you. You know the phrase that some were wearing IFBs. Some had like proper like lav mics. Yeah. But some were clearly just like using the mic on their uh, on their yeah. uh, laptop. And, and like, like Melissa had on just like earbuds. Like yeah, Apple. like you so, could tell Josh and uh, Josh and Casey were both wearing the Apple earbuds, right? Yeah. And they each had one in their ear. Yeah. Um, no, definitely. I wonder how that worked. I think maybe dependent upon who they knew would talk the most. Maybe that's how, you know, depending on who has what setup. Like Bananas obviously has a setup, you can tell, because he's been doing stuff already. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you've been doing stuff throughout this pandemic, you might already have some setup already. Well, and um, also, I think it depends on like what they're... I think some people just had more commitment or like have a background. Like it's clear that Kyle was using a ring light of some sort. Yeah, yeah. Um, I bet most of them were. And I bet you if if they asked, if you're MTV, they would just send you one. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just because like... That's what interested me was I thought they would have more uniform guidance in how to set oh, up their Zoom. No, 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 I mean, you could try, but at the end of the day, like, it's not going to be like, look, Corey, Kyle, were wearing like cut off t-shirts. Yeah. Right. Well, so but- remember last week we were talking about the Vanderpump rules. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, reunion special. Because I haven't so, seen. The Vanderpump Rules one, it was, you know, I could tell, like, a lot of the stylistic stuff, like, in terms of taking little bits of people fidgeting around with, hey, I can't hear you, or is this person frozen? Like, those things as in and out points coming back from commercial, that was the same. The one thing about the Vanderpump Rules one was probably what you're just talking about along the lines of giving them a uniform kind of look. Like, here's a proper light. Um, I bet they all had proper computers, right? Because, like, for example, Jenny's feed looked terrible. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't know if she just had terrible internet. I don't know if she has, like, you know, an old-ass MacBook. Or if she was on, like, uh, a Nokia flip phone camera. But it just looked terrible, right? Yeah. So the Vanderpump Rules one, it looked everyone's feed and camera was a certain level quality, right? Like maybe they sent the MacBooks to borrow, but also that's easier because they're all in LA. True. Right? So you can do that fairly easily and not as much of a cost. You can give it to someone and have them send it back or even drop it off for people, right? You could drop off equipment to people with the challenge of them being all over the world. It's a little different and a lot more difficult, but even if you just look at it simply from the Vanderpump people were all dressed up, like everyone was in suits, Mm -hmm. nice dresses, like they were dressed up. This one, you could tell, I mean... A few, like Ashley was really dressed up, mm -hmm. Um, Bailey was really dressed up, but yeah, it's pretty uneven. But But yeah, Kyle and Corey were in a cut-off t-shirt. Like, you couldn't even put on a full (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt? You couldn't put on a button-down? like Just uh, even a t-shirt. That's amazing. The other thing is that I noticed as we continue to rag on their setups, 
was some of them had really echoey sound. Okay. And like you and I have worked hard to eliminate the echoes when we record. And like it's not that hard to like come up with a makeshift sound baffle. Like right now, like no, I can tell so you, I'm using what, like couch cushions. Like it's not rocket science. No, no, no. But I think so what ends up happening, so their audio because they're doing it all live, right? Mm-hmm. Their audio is going to be all plugged into the Zoom. So it's like oh, they're the not setup separate audio recording. No, no, no. They're not running separate audio. They're not recording separate audio. Their audio is probably all plugged into the system, so their audio is all going to be just on the Zoom record. So some people's audio is just camera mic. Yeah. Right? Okay. So that's why it sounds like that cuz the people that don't have headsets, right? Um, they're probably just listening through the IFB, but their audio is being picked up through the camera mic. Uh, and that's okay. why it sounds echoey. Um, some more than others, right? Like, as mentioned, Bananas has a mic in front of him. Because yeah. you can tell he's probably been recording some podcasts or Zoom records or something, right? Well, I mean, he had a background and, like, he had lighting and, like... Yeah, was... yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows what he's doing. He's... Not surprising. He, like, realistically, he's the most in TV production of any of them. Like, he has another show that he's the mm-hmm. star of. Like, he's he's committed to this life. For sure. No, totally agree. Um, but, yeah, the one thing I did notice that was kind of funny... Like, the people that filmed it in their bedrooms, yeah. I was kind of like, that's just odd, isn't it? Like, you don't have another corner of your house that you could just sit a laptop? Yeah, although they were probably told, bed? like, find a room where you know you'll have some privacy because you're going to be there for, like, five hours where you're comfortable. But, like, sitting on your bed. Like, Corey, first off, Corey didn't even make his bed. You could see his bed in the background was messy, yeah. right? And I'm kind of like, what is happening right now? But obviously, we're nitpicking because, like, what else are we really going to talk about here? It was a reunion special, and, like, you know, there were some conversations that were super interesting. Like, I think the first one was Melissa being pregnant. Yeah. And so a lot of people hit us up. And obviously, I'll say this, right? A lot of people hit us up last week because they thought that I, in particular, was super hard on Melissa for quitting when obviously we all know that she was pregnant. And I'll say this. Obviously, I'm sorry. But I'll say this. My dumbass, like we knew that she was pregnant, but my dumbass, because I'm an idiot, because I'm not seeing her be pregnant Right. Like I'm not seeing a belly or I didn't see like it's not it didn't register in the same light. And I'm saying this as a dumbass male. okay, that doesn't know shit about shit. okay. so in my mind, like, yes, I knew she was pregnant. But when she said that she got when she came back and she did the pregnancy test and found out she was four months pregnant, I was like, wait, what? Yeah, Like that seems insane to me. Right. Like it doesn't even seem real. And of course. And under that context, you're running a final three and a half months pregnant. Like, that's insane, obviously. So her quitting obviously makes a lot more sense. And obviously, I was way too hard on her. But I'm saying, like, my reasoning for being an idiot is because I'm a dumb male. And in my mind, I wasn't thinking of it. Like, I was like, oh, she's pregnant. Oh, so she probably was like a month pregnant or something like that. Which... I don't even, but I'm saying, I don't even know the difference between oh, okay. <laughs> her being a month and her being four months and how much 
different the body is in that three month span, right? I'm a, like I'm acknowledging that. I'm honestly the most surprising thing, because like you, I thought she was like a month pregnant, maybe two yeah. months pregnant, and I was like trying to do like the math of like how long had they been in the Czech Republic. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Four months pregnant, which is what Melissa said on the reunion. That is deep into the pregnancy. Like that is, uh, I mean, not halfway there, but it's. It's not a short amount of time. So, in fairness to us, Melissa gone four months in to a pregnancy and not known that she was pregnant to that point. Um, four months. Like, that's a long time. So, yes. And shout to all the people that called me out on that. Totally. As we say all the time, right? We're here for the conversation. There's going to be times where I'm wrong about shit. And we appreciate our fans, the listeners of the podcast, that will call in and tell us I'm wrong. Right? Like, totally cool with that. And again, the thing is, it's funny because, like, when someone wrote it in and I read it, I was like, oh, yeah, she was pregnant. But I didn't do enough of the calculations in my brain when they said she was pregnant. In my mind, it was like, well, obviously, she's probably just, like, a couple weeks pregnant. Like, that was how it registered in my mind. Not that that makes it better, but you know what I mean? Like, it, it just kind of, like, downplayed it in my brain. The other thing is that there have been a lot of rumors that mm-hmm. Kyle cheated on his girlfriend with Melissa in the bunker yep. and that he was the father. <laughs> yes. And, like, you and I never addressed those rumors. I, I'd seen them and, like... I wondered, but also, and I also was like doing the math because again, I'd been operating under the assumption that it was like that she was one or two months pregnant. So I was mm-hmm. like, if she's one month pregnant and they've been in the house for like six weeks, like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but exactly. But four months, definitely not. But I loved Kyle's line about how he like hid in Spain and changed his name to Fernando Fernandez. It's pretty like, good. And like, you know, Vernon Davis asked him, Vern, excuse me, my best friend Vern asked Vern. him uh, what his girlfriend thought of the rumors. And he was like, oh, she just laughed it off. Um, so I thought this part was really funny, right? Because yeah, this was pre- part of it is Kyle and Melissa were the most on some two of the more like engaged people with the reunion mm-hmm. and they're both pretty funny so yeah i agree one of the better scenes. um so here's the thing right because when they were talking about the rumors we kind of alluded to it just in the sense that oh was something going on do we think something was going on and in my mind i honestly thought like if something was like why wouldn't they have showed it on the show mm-hmm. but then you realize okay well if you go back and you realize that she was pregnant, there's probably a lot of things that they didn't want to show, like her drinking. And yeah. I'm I'm making that assumption. I'm not saying that she was drinking while she was four months pregnant. It's not what I'm saying. I'm I'm saying it's a possibility that that might have happened within the house with someone who doesn't know that they're pregnant and you're in this bunker with a bunch of other people drinking, right? So... If they had to then go back and edit out a bunch of that stuff, right, you're probably going to take it easy on the girl who didn't know she was pregnant, so she was drunk and maybe hooking up with some other guy in the house. Yeah, 
right? Like, I, I could see that decision being made by production. They did show but, some footage. But hold on. I want to ask you this, though. Without Before they showed the footage, what did you think? Did you think that something might have went down between the two of them in the house? Mm, I had wondered up until okay. this point. But I like you, I also thought we would there'd be more evidence, like there'd be more mm-hmm. something that would have okay. come across our radar, either on the show or mm-hmm. afterwards, like on Twitter. I did in the finale. Yeah. When they had that moment talking about how like they were like drunk in the bar. Mm-hmm. And they were being like, I couldn't have done it without you. I was They're like, having this a heart a, to heart. Yeah, like, yeah. This isn't like an intense conversation for two people that should like are tight anyway. Yeah. Um, but I never like, I don't know. I thought that there was like sexual tension between them, but I didn't really have the sense that anything happened. So I thought I, I'm totally with you. And it's not until the hindsight of, you know, seeing them squirm in this moment right because at first even when they're explaining it before they showed the video i'm like wait if nothing happened why is kyle so nervous right like remember at one point he's like man is anyone else sweating this much yeah. and we know when kyle's kind of making a joke but it, that kind of seemed like i was like why is this guy so nervous i don't get it if nothing happened but then when they're like oh we have some footage that people haven't seen yet i was like oh Okay, this is why my guy was sweating. So, I'm going to put this out there to our listeners. And I like to just, you know, ask people who might be in a relationship. And you see footage of Melissa sitting on Kyle's lap, which might not be a problem until you realize that his hand is literally in her pants. And then... And his other hand appears to be up her shirt while he appears to be nuzzled in her bosom. Then I'm going to cut to the next scene where she's getting changed blatantly in front of him. And he's helping her put on a shirt, which I don't know why she would need help putting on a shirt. But, you know, just friendly flirting, as Kyle said, being a good friend. And then, you know, them them in the bed under the blanket, like, that's that could be nothing, right? That I'm not going to, like, whatever. You could just be laying in the bed with someone. But overall, I'm going to ask people, what do you think? Would you be okay with your significant other in those scenes? Forget about being on national TV. I'm just saying if you saw that or you saw that footage for whatever reason, who would be okay with that? I gotta tell you, I would not love it. No. No, not at all. Uh, but was it funnier just seeing Johnny Bananas squirm trying to defend his boy Kyle? But he was also the source of the rumors, according to Melissa. Yeah. No, that's true. But clearly they weren't rumors. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, he might have been the source of the rumors, but at the same time, like, are they rumors if you're showing us video evidence? That just makes him a journalist. Uh, <laughs> I, right? I I loved Johnny Banana Squirming. I liked when he got, like, out of frame and was just, like, peeking up. 
Yes, that was actually pretty funny. But the the fact when he's just like bumbling along like, uh, uh, wait, how did this get turned around on me? (laughs) And he's like, no, I mean, it's just friendly, whatever. And then I love how they ask Corey. It's like, Corey, so uh, would things be okay for you? And he's like... Nah, come on, son. <laughs> There's no way I could get away with that. Not a chance. But, He's like, also, but if that's worked for y'all in your relationship, <laughs> hey, more power to you. Way to be a non judgmental guy, Corey. I also like how Corey turned around and was like, but when Nelson sits on my lap and I have my hand. <laughs> yeah, right? He's just like, no, no, no. That's all I did. I just talked to Nelson all the time. <laughs> I, just, I just got, I just cuddled with Nelson. Uh, shouts to the tease though for next week's episode where Corey's like for all the people in my in my mentions saying that I'm the one that DM Jenna and then Jenna's like oh I'm like that was great editing right there that is a tease to next week well and also they were clearly from two different conversations like the way it was cut like different conversations but still a great tease it worked I'm like I'm, I'm tuning in next week so then we had the Casey Nani Anissa drama yeah, which took up way too much time. Took up way too, way too much time, and I don't know why Nani is still so pressed about it, like five so, months after the fact, especially when she and Anissa both said that they talked it over and worked it out off air. Two things. So, one, okay, I'll start with Nani first. Nani's cheesed because I could tell Nani's cheesed and it's because she's super embarrassed, right? That's all it is. She's just super embarrassed because it's another time where she has to relive a super embarrassing moment. And, you know, she's playing the victim, right? But I get it in this instance. I actually do because, hey, I'm not, I'm not condoning and saying, hey, people get Everyone gets blackout drunk and it happens to everybody. But I'll say it's happened, right? So imagine in you in that moment, whatever happened to you that night is now replayed for you to see how much of a moron you are acting like, right? And that's bad enough. But then have that shown on national TV. Then have that shown to your family and friends. Yeah. Then also have that not be the first time it's happened to you on this show, right? So it's re- it's repeated behavior, and that part makes it even more embarrassing, right? Because you you know better, and I think that's part of it, right? Nani should know better, and I'm doing air quotes because I don't want to, like, we're talking about a reality show. Do you know what I mean? We're talking about being drunk on a reality show. So me saying you should know better sounds kind of ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? Like, because I don't mean to for it to come off like that. But do you know what I'm saying? Like, she feels like it's super embarrassing for her to be reliving that as a grown ass person. Yeah. And I think that's why she's kind of cheesed because she knows there's no nothing for her to say to defend herself. Nope. And the more that she says the more of a, the bigger part of the episode it becomes. Do you think, though, that she was right, she was fair to call out Anissa for saying, basically, the subtext was by confronting Casey, who's still in Mm -hmm. the bar proper, instead of following me into that bathroom and telling me to clean up my act, that it became a storyline. No, 
because I think that even if like here's the thing, and I think this is a a, a very a very very interesting point that I'm surprised Anissa didn't really bring up or anyone else brought up. But when the person is blackout drunk, there's no reasoning with them. No. So like you trying to talk to them isn't really accomplishing anything. So while there's part of me that does understand where Nani was coming from, where she says, hey, why didn't you come talk to me? Right. If if you thought something was really going down, why didn't you come? I, I get it. But at the same time, it's proven. And this isn't even a Nani thing. This isn't anybody thing. Trying to rationalize and talk to the blackout drunk person it serves no purpose because they're not going to take you in. It doesn't make sense. They're not going to make sense. They're not listening to you. They're in their own world playing their own game. And yeah. Also, by all accounts, Nani was the hunter. Casey was the hunted. Mm-hmm. I mean, Casey did not dislike the attention. Like, let's not, let's yeah, not make yeah. it sound like she's a victim. But on some level, Nani had already made up her mind that she was okay with whatever was going to go down. Yeah. And so I think Anissa probably correctly read the situation that, like, if you're going to reason with someone, drunk or not, Mm -hmm. you stand a better shot with Casey, who, in Anissa's words, has someone at home that she cares about. Had something to lose, yeah. Yeah, has something to lose, but also hasn't made up her mind to go through with this. What I thought was interesting was they showed the video where they're clearly drunk, but Nani and Casey both acknowledge that they kissed. Mm -hmm. And then Casey's like, we never kissed. Yeah. Well, the Uh, same thing happened with the... I'm pretty sure they kissed. Well, the same thing happened with the Bailey and Casey thing as well, right? As we discussed Mm -hmm. when that episode aired, because if you remember... Uh, the whole the whole argument was about Casey claiming that Bailey exaggerated how tight they were on Big Brother. Meanwhile, in the same episode earlier on, Bailey, Casey, and Jenny are talking about how close they were on Big Brother. So Casey acknowledged it, and then later on tried to be like, "Oh no, what are you saying, Bailey? Like it, that's not true. You're exaggerating. Why are you lying?" So you know. There's a lot of backwards talk, and that's where, I guess, Ashley, where she came in later on, and she's trying to say, you know, there's a challenge world, and then there's real life. And I think what happens a lot here is there's damage control done. So you have people just trying to do damage control when in the moment, they both might know what was really going on, but they know, hey, this is how we're going to handle it. This is what we're going to say, because we don't want to make it a bigger deal in the reunion. So I, I had the sense, sorry to cut you off, but I had the sense that uh, Casey and Nani had spoken for sure sin- and and like sort of agreed that Nani was going to take the heat. They were going to both backpedal this like seriousness mm-hmm. of the situation for mm-hmm. the sake of Casey's home life. Like that was my impression. That Which I makes don't sense. even have like a lot of hard evidence, just like the way they're both speaking the way they like you can't deny that they clearly both said when in the bunker that they kissed and like yeah. in a, in a uh, candid moment like it wasn't for they didn't realize the camera was on them right like it wasn't but, for show 
Yeah, but I mean, the other part is like Nani basically says that, right? Nani basically says, I'll take the bullets on this. I'll, exactly. I did this, blah, blah, blah. I was leading the flirting charge or whatever. The thing that I will say, though, that was more disappointing to me about this section of the reunion was the fact that you're going over this whole Nani, uh, Casey, and Anissa drama, and you show the footage, but you don't even bring up the whole noodles thing. I wanted to hear them fully break down one of the greatest lines in challenge history, which is Nani yelling, you're corny. I'll take my noodles and throw them at you, ho. (laughs) That's an all-time challenge line. And they didn't even mention it. Or at least they didn't show us that they mentioned it. Wes commented on Instagram that that was the last pack of noodles in the house. And everyone had wanted them, and then no one ended up eating any of them. And then that's he's still funny. upset about it. It's pretty funny. That's funny. Uh, speaking of Wesso, because like nothing really, the Swaggy and and Casey thing was a waste. Like they didn't really talk about anything. It was kind of boring. My one note on that is Swaggy has to stop like doing hand signs all the time. I'm not even gonna say they're gang oh, I wasn't signs because even... they're not gang signs. But he was doing like. He talks with his hands a lot. I didn't even notice that. Like, like they'd be like, "We've got Bailey and Casey," and he'd be like, "I'd be like, what are you?" Oh, I didn't even notice that. Didn't even notice that. Stop it. I just noticed that he looked mega bored the entire time. So, like, I don't know. And Um, they were like sitting in their kitchen. Like, you guys don't have a living room. What's going on? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I was very interested in, in all the setups and where people decided they wanted to go. That's what I'm saying. Um, that was the most intriguing West, part of the show. Wes looked like he was in uh, Jerry Jones's submarine. <laughs> or his yacht. Sorry, Jerry Jones had the yacht for the NFL draft, right? Wes looked like he was on the, the Jerry Jones yacht. There's, uh, there's a football fan that's watching this pod right now that knows exactly what I'm talking about because that shot of Jerry Jones during the NFL draft went viral because remember, it was like right at the beginning of the pandemic yeah. and so you couldn't go anywhere and they had to do the draft from home. Well, normal people did their draft from home <laughs> or the, the office. Jerry Jones is like, oh, I'm on the yacht. <laughs> it's like, what? Okay. In fairness, what's the point of having a yacht if you're not going to flex like that? Fair. Very like if, fair. If I owned a yacht or had access to a yacht, I'd be out there at least once a week for the gram. Even I'd be there right now. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd be there right now. Fair enough. Uh, Wes and Bananas. So the funny part to me was they play the montage of the Wes and Bananas bromance, and then it cuts to the full group. And if you can see Ashley in the top corner, she's like pretending to throw up, <laughs> which <laughs> I thought was, was pretty funny. Yeah, Smashly, she's reality TV, right? Like, that's those are the people that you need sprinkled in, right? Like, Ashley is a best case scenario for people like Josh, right? For people who come on the show, who are trying to play the political game, they get in the drama, they get in the fights, but they're also able to pull out a win, right? Like, that's a best case scenario. Um, But the bananas and West thing. So I found it interesting because clearly their bromance, their allegiance worked for Bananas. But did it work for Wes? Like, I know Wes lost, but would he have done worse if he wasn't 
teamed with bananas or aligned with bananas? I think he would have. I think it would have been a harder road. Okay. I think that being teamed with bananas automatically helped him have some numbers mm-hmm. that he wouldn't have with like a Josh. Yeah. Who? Because like Josh has this weird Josh. Yeah. Obsession with Wes. You could have just ended it at Josh is weird. <laughs> but out of like Josh's obsession, like Josh would have tried to get Wes in there and without like a firm alliance, yeah. like Wes would have, I guess, had to sort of like work with Corey and Nelson mm-hmm. and like Fessy, but like Fessy might have been is apparently best friends with Josh. You know what I mean? Like it would have <laughs> been less firm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think things are better. And like I've also seen some people online suggesting that Wes, I don't want to say threw it, but like was okay with like boosting Johnny into the into the uh, realm of having a red skull. Because like Wes, at the end of the day, like he's always said that like he it's hard for him to commit to these shows because like he's got businesses to run. Yeah. So, like, I could see a part of us be like, I'm ready to go. So, home. like, I got, bananas, I got responsibilities. So, Bananas was on the Simmons podcast. And uh, obviously, they asked him about the conspiracy theories and if him and Wes had a deal and all that stuff. And obviously, he denied it, right? Uh, but the thing that I found interesting because he did talk about it on this reunion as well. But they talked about the fact that they realized that they're forced into this by necessity. Like it made no sense for them to go at each other anymore. And they had to, you know, team up or else they were just doing the easy work for the other people by taking each other out. So, you know, they did this out of necessity, but at the same time, with that said, Bananas was super adamant about, the fact that Wes messed up by going in against him. And he thought it was Wes's ego that, oh, Bananas is going to be in the house with a red skull and I'm not. That might be his chance to like take me out or like he didn't want that to happen. And he thinks ego of making this big time call, he referenced it as being like the Jordan play, right? When Jordan flipped all the skulls and said, I'm going in against Bananas. He thought Wes kind of was trying to make this like grandiose gesture for the challenge fans to be like, ah, I took out bananas, right? Look at how I did it. And that really backfired. And it was a dumb move by Wes. It made no sense. But I will give Wes a little bit of credit here because the way that he explained it, he's like, yeah, in hindsight, I could have not went in and there were still more opportunities to get red skulls. He's like, but in the moment, I didn't know that. Yeah. Right. In the moment, I didn't know what how many more weeks there would have been, how many more chances. He's like, I was worried about TJ just doing the mass purge, which I thought was going to happen. We've talked about it on the show. I thought that was going to happen, too. We thought it was going to happen for sure. Yeah. So I kind of understood where Wes was coming from there. Um, Did it work out for him? No. But it's kind of the same as CT, right? Where if you go down, at least you're going down on your own terms. Mm hmm. Right? I think that makes sense. What interested me was actually the next segment where they looked at the Johnny and Ashley issues. Okay. Because I was interested in Ashley's philosophy. She said, and I wrote it down, 
uh, I like to go in with a fresh start. And she was making <laughs> the point that she likes to separate her real life from her challenge life. Mm-hmm. And she had like a bunch of one-liners. Some of them might have been prepped. Yeah. She basically was saying some people try to come up with storylines in advance. They're in the mm-hmm. DMs in advance, working yeah. out deals, sort of working up like potential drama angles. She's like, but I am a storyline. And like, <laughs> I like to go in fresh. Yeah. And also, I can see how it would be a good work-life balance. Mm-hmm. where like these aren't my real life friends and like if you see it when do people have the issues when they think that they're real life friends like that's when shit gets real yeah. bad look yeah. at Casey and Bailey look at Casey and Nani and Anissa and Nani like if you're mm-hmm. hanging out outside the bunker and you forge a bond but then it yeah. gets tested then you're in trouble but Ashley is I hate the phrase lone wolf, but she sort of is a lone wolf and like yeah. knows that she has her family and friends in real life and that like this is a job. And it's an interesting to me, it's an interesting perspective because she's not the only one that views it that way, but she's sort of come at it from a different angle. Like Johnny Bananas clearly sees that this is a job. Yeah. Like he works out, he does the promo work, as we said, he's got like the mm-hmm. backdrop, like he's willing to like do all that sort of stuff but like ashley is more like this is a job so i'm not gonna let it consume my life when i'm not Mm -hmm. in the bunker but i'm still gonna go i'm gonna like i have the confidence to know that i'm a good storyline i'm good at the games i'm good at the politics i'm athletic enough i can like figure it out every season and it's just it was an interesting viewpoint that i i liked hearing yeah, no, I thought it was interesting. I think that clearly is all dependent on the kind of person you are and the st- the kind of game you're going to play going into the house, right? So if you're Wes, for example, or someone who you feel might have a target on your back automatically, you're going to have to do some pre-work, right? Because you're going to want to get numbers on your side. And Wes famously is someone who will reach out to the rookies to try to like guide them and maybe get the numbers on his side before he gets into the house. So I think there's a strategy to that. Now, saying that that's not your game, I think that's more just like a personality trait where Ashley, you got to remember too, is Ashley coming on the show to try to win? Yeah, of course. But she also wants to come on and have a lot of fun. Yeah. Right? And so getting to know people is a part of that. And I don't just mean just hooking up with people, but I mean like having a good time, you know, hanging out, drinking, getting to know people, partying for lack of a better term. Yeah. So I think, you know, her mentality altogether is just way different on the show than someone like Wes, whose clear focus coming in is just to win. And that's it. Right. He's coming on to make money and win, get as far as he can. That's it. So it's just different. But um, I found really funny the the montage they showed of Smashly yelling at Johnny and then Melissa yelling at Josh. And it was a tough, it's a close decision, but who do you rank as a better nomination screaming champ? Is it Smashly or is it DJ Mel? Smashly. Oh, okay. Firmly Smashly because... 
Melissa was clearly just like venting and like you know it's going to end with yelling. Okay. Ashley, I mean, we saw her spit on Bear this season. She's <laughs> capable of anything. Like if you rile Ashley That's up fair. enough, yeah. she is way more of a loose cannon. Mm-hmm. She is like there's no sh- like I could see Melissa yells at you and then like the next day over breakfast you hash it out. I don't think there's any hashing it out with Ashley when she gets that mad. I think I just probably enjoyed Melissa yelling at Josh more because she's yelling at Josh. But also, <laughs> like, it was just so much more. It was funny. Like, her on the table was, and everything she was saying was super true. The other thing about <laughs> Melissa that always made me laugh, like, it was more enjoyable watching Melissa shout mm-hmm. at Josh for sure. But the fact is she's standing on a table, but is also on her tiptoes. Yeah. Like her yelling is yeah. like carrying her up as high as possible. And it's just so, cause she, like she must be like five two at the most. Like she's supposed yeah, to be tiny, yeah. right? Yeah. So for her to be like on her tiptoes, on a table, shouting to Josh, hilarious. I found it weird to the next scene where everyone's kind of like defending Josh. Like they're talking about what kind of player he is. And they were saying that, you know, he's too loyal maybe. And he gives his loyalty to too many people. What did you think of that? Like bananas was defending him and appeared like CT and Nani were also defending Josh. All the people that were defending Josh are his friends. Mm -hmm. And also in my mind, and I honestly thought this while watching this reunion, in my mind, I was like, it's to your advantage for Josh to continue to be an Josh. emotional head case. Yeah. Like, it's strategically, for season 36, Josh yeah, comes yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. It's in your best interest that Josh continues to be who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, too, the funny thing to me was... It's not about Josh being super friendly and super nice to everyone because I think, you know, we've seen that we see that with other people. To yeah. me, it's not him. It's him always making it seem like he's at the top of the the totem pole. Like he's the power broker. He's the boss in the house. Yeah, that's what drives right? me like, crazy. He always makes it seem like, "Oh yeah, so my side of the house blah 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 blah." Like he just talks too much of a big game instead of someone who like think of Jenny right jenny is super friendly with a lot of people and she was loyal to or tried to be loyal to a lot of people but you never really get the dynamic from her that she thinks she's in control or she's running the the show and whereas josh always tries to make it seem like he's at the center of everything right and that's kind of my beef with him so it's not about him being too loyal like loyalty is key right him being loyal cool i get that Here's, here's a contrast to me. They show, they move on to the Kayla and Bear relationship. And like when they're showing Bear's confessionals about it, everyone is dying laughing. Yeah. Right. And here's the thing in my mind, Bear and Josh in the house are similar mm-hmm. because they're really friendly. And like, I think Bear, people find him more funny and Josh mm-hmm. more like a good friend, like a good listener. Yeah. But from a viewer's perspective, Bear is entertaining and he knows who he is. Yeah. He Bear holds no illusions. He's not saying like I'm going to flip this house upside down. I'm going to get everyone to vote Swaggy C and like there's there's none of that kind of pretension with Bear whereas For Josh sure. to your point 
seems to think he's a big dog and he's not. Yeah. He's firmly not. It's super weird. It's super weird. And and yeah, Josh is Josh, whatever. Like I'm just super over Josh in case people couldn't tell that already. <laughs> what did but, you think of the Kayla Bear section? I wanted to see Bear. Where was Bear? Why was he not on the show? I was intrigued by some of the people that were missing. I was intrigued that there's no Bear, that there's no Jordan, who after all lives with Tori, who's on the show. Yeah. Um, and I, I was intrigued that there's no Rogan, although I guess he's sort of collateral damage of D. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you can include Rogan and not have allusions to D. And also, too, like, just what, if you think about it, what else did Rogan really do or say? Like, I know he made the final, and he but, like, most of Jay. his storylines, yeah. yeah, most of his storylines, other than Wrecking Jay, surround D. Um, I did like, though, the bananas and Smashly snakes, respect snakes yeah. type thing and them cracking jokes. But I did also find it interesting that, you know, the whole thing about the tweet that Ashley made where she said, why is no one fucking asking about Johnny and Jay's love triangle? We want real storylines, not fake ones made up by thirsties. Now, this is a w- one thing I find really, really strange. And it's a fact that Bananas didn't even acknowledge this. Like, he didn't even talk about it. Even though they're talking about it. You heard Ashley kind of tiptoe around it and be like, oh, you know, I probably shouldn't have said that, whatever, whatever. Then you have Jay, who openly discusses the fact that, yeah, like, it was a thing. Me and Morgan were together, but then Bananas got the girl. And I even talked to him beforehand. Like, I, we have no beef. Like, I don't care. No big deal. You got the girl. And even still, Bananas did not acknowledge it at all. And I found that super interesting because it's clearly calculated. Right? That he doesn't want to talk about his relationship with Morgan on the challenge. He wants to have some separation, even though yesterday, I think it was, I saw him post a picture of both of them wearing Bananas Challenge shirt saying, I am the challenge. But that's a story for another day, right? It is on him to, he does get to pick and choose when and when he doesn't talk about his relationship. Cool. The thing that I'm worried about that I want to ask you, John, and our listeners to the pod. Is it fair that they didn't talk about it on the show probably because Bananas is close with the producers? And so if he says, I don't want this to be a storyline, the producers don't make it a storyline? Like, is that fair? I don't. Do think, you agree with that? I don't think that's what happened. I think the producers tried to make it Oh, you mean like on the season of the challenge rather than the, on the season reading. of the challenge? Yeah, the season of the challenge. I think because I honestly think that like what happened is what Jay described, where like Jay sort of like nipped it in the bud by saying like, "Hey, man, there's no beef here," and like from what we saw, Jay didn't really Jay and Johnny didn't really have that many issues. For sure, but you can't tell me that if remove Johnny Bananas and say it was Nelson, right? Like just say it was some other dude in the house. You can't tell me that there's no way in the very first episode when they're introducing who Jay is, 
that they're like, hey, this is Jay. He was on this show. He dated this girl who now happens to be dating this person. In fact, I'm pretty sure we've seen that happen with other people already but on the challenge. Here's my counter argument. So, Asaf, is that how you say his name? Asaf, yeah. Asaf, thank you. Asaf. I think. Who is only on for like a minute. Mm-hmm. Asaf and Tori were on the same season of Are You the One? Yes. They always focused on Survivor Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Big Brother Israel. But my point is that, and like, they had like made out on stuff. I don't know that they were like a real relationship, but like, mm-hmm. they have a, an involvement. Okay. An entanglement? An entanglement, yes, to use a phrase of the times. But they made no reference to his history on Are You the One or his entanglement with Tori. Which is fair. Which is fair. I just think that it's a bigger deal when it's bananas and it's Jay. And the other thing is, Asaf was only on the show for one episode. Yeah. Right? Jay was continuously being thrown in multiple times over. Mm -hmm. And you mean to tell me that that's just a coincidence? Like, yes, he was a rookie. Yes, that is the example. But there are other rookies on this season. Yeah. Why was Jay the one that they kept throwing it in? And if we think that it's just a coincidence that Bananas magically, for whatever reason, doesn't want to talk about Morgan at all. It doesn't want to talk about him and Jay at all. And we know because one of the things he did talk about on like he didn't go in depth, but at one point he did slip when he was talking about something on the Simmons pod and he was referencing something and he's like, oh, one of my good friends who works on the show's name is blank and she always makes fun of me about whatever. So I was just kind of like, hold on, that person's not on the show. That's obviously someone that works behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So we already know, right? Just through conversations that we might have had with other castmates, things that people put out online, we know obviously there's favoritism to Johnny Bananas, right? Mm-hmm. And hey, let's be honest. LeBron gets treated better than Alex Caruso on the Lakers. I get <laughs> it, right? I understand that. I'm not even saying that should not be the case. I'm just saying when it's something that could involve like an interesting storyline. I want to know about that. Even if Bananas doesn't want to talk about it, I want to see the clip where he says, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, that's, that's all fair. I'm saying. That's fair. Uh, Josh and Swaggy, we talked about. I just like Josh getting exposed because he tried to call out, like he was saying he was mad at Bailey and Swaggy for working with Wes and he never knew that they were. And Bailey, super calm. You could tell she wasn't even trying to fight. She's like, Josh. Like, we talked about this, like, in the house. So for you to then go on camera and then make it seem like that wasn't the case, like, we weren't coming for you, we told you we weren't coming for you, and we told you Wes wasn't coming for you. So it had nothing to do with that, and you decided to pick a fight. And that's why I don't like Josh, because it's phony. Well, I liked what Wes had to say, where he's like, Josh, Bailey and Swaggy are allowed to have their own secret deals. As long yeah. as it doesn't directly involve you. Exactly. That's their business. And you yeah. got to respect that. And yeah. what I thought was interesting was like Josh throughout, because like he got taken to the woodshed a couple times mm-hmm. on this. On some level, 
when he's had like months to cool down and think about it and watch the tape back, like Josh sees that he's an idiot. Like Josh basically in this was like, yeah, you're right. I overreacted. But like, it's no, but so here's... amazing that he can't see it in the moment. No, 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 no. That's not it. He knows what he's doing. He's being oh. phony and trying to just be a storyline on the show. So he knows what he's doing. He's making up these scenarios, being extra in the fights because he knows that's going to get him camera time and he'll be the focal point on a couple episodes. So now when the reunion comes, right, he completely backs down, changes his tune. And what did he say? Oh, I, I'll take the L on that. I'll just I'll just take the L because he knows what he did was phony in the beginning anyways. Mm-hmm. So he's not really mad about it because he knows it was BS from the get go. And that's why I don't like Josh. Because you're trying to create and make up fake storylines, and they're not even good storylines. It's not even entertaining. It doesn't even make you look good. So what are you doing? So speaking of storylines not making people look good, Kayla and Bear, we sort of Mm -hmm. glossed over this briefly. Interesting that Bear's not there. Yeah. They probably didn't have the bandwidth to handle him. Um, (laughs) I thought Kayla came off quite reasonable here, though. Where she was like, listen, I was already like sort of checked out of my relationship, wasn't happy, did a lot of thinking. Bear and I were clearly like hitting it off. Mm -hmm. He was she she didn't use this phrase, but he's basically a great rebound, which is fair with Bear. Mm -hmm. Like you wouldn't want a relationship with him. But for like a few weeks of fun immediately after a breakup or maybe immediately before a breakup. It was hilarious. And like, it was a reminder that Bear is just funny. Yeah. Right? Like, he is a funny ass dude. And, you know, we say this all the time young bucks out there listening to the podcast, the funny guy always wins. Just saying. It was. But, anyways. (laughs) I I like that when they were showing his play, like his confessionals and everything, everyone was dying laughing. Because it's funny. Because it is funny. It's hilarious, right? But, like, they've and also it's... all seen it before. Like, they've all seen yeah. that. But they're still dying laughing. Like, Anissa couldn't hold it together. CT, Johnny, like, well, they're all being dying. in the other part that I thought made a lot of sense was Kayla talking about them being in the bunker and how bored you are, right? Which I think gave way to the best line Vern had the entire time about the bunker of love when he asked Kayla is being bored a reason to cheat. And everyone was like, oh. But I was sitting there watching it, and I was like, yes. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not condoning, and I'm not condoning cheating. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying it's a, I'm not saying it's a great reason to cheat, but it is a reason to cheat, (laughs) right? Like, let's be serious. Because, yes, you're bored, you should break up with the person, for sure. But while you're figuring out are you just bored because I'm in this boring relationship or am I just bored because we're just in a rut right now? Like, I don't know. So is being bored a reason to cheat? Yes, it is. Is it a good reason to cheat? I mean, is there a good reason to cheat? No. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So, you know, while I thought it was a good answer or a good question by Vern, the people's reaction was kind of funny to me. The way that he went at them. It was also the spiciest thing Vern said all episode, by far. Uh, yeah, because he didn't really go at Kyle as much as he could have. No. Right? There was no, like, pushback, really, to the Kyle and Melissa thing, because clearly they hooked up. I shouldn't say that. 
All, most signs indicate that chances are, if I was a betting man, I would bet that they hooked up on the show. But I guess the next question is, who hooked up in the porta potty? I Kayla raised good points about the size and smell of a porta potty, and Agreed. also, like, even if you lock the door on a porta potty, it's not like. <laughs> It's not a robust locking mechanism, <laughs> nor is it exactly soundproof. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Uh... Listen, I'm not saying that... If you're asking me if there's a world that I can believe that someone on the challenge... Well, again, being in this bunker where you're losing it, you're absolutely going crazy, you don't have much to do other than hook up. And obviously people are trying to find places like Nelson's reasoning as crazy as it was, was interesting. And and I'll preface it by saying this. I didn't like the way that he apologized to Kayla and then went on to justify his apology. I didn't like that. That's no. not cool. That's not what I'm talking about. Right. I'm saying when he was explaining about, oh, well, the house was talking about this being a thing. And then him explaining, well, you could see it as a thing because everyone's going crazy in the house. I was like, I mean, is it that far-fetched? I, I, I don't know. I really don't know. Finally, last but not least, Jenna and Zach. Zach yeah. looking like he has a gun to his head. Like, he looked yeah. so put out to be there. Yeah. I guess I... I don't think there's a lot to say here. We didn't really get any insight beyond their no. have a. They say they've worked things out. Mm-hmm. Jenna seems a lot happier than Zach. Because Zach says he does. He wouldn't change anything. He would still do everything the same. And he says that you know what he saw. He was right to be mad about. Yeah. So I mean, we don't know what that is. Obviously, he's not going to tell. I kind of agree with them for not telling like what why would how you does say that benefit now? them at all yeah what, right why would you say it now directly on camera when he was calling her in the bunker he went mm-hmm. to great lengths to not say what it was exactly. like, why would you undo all that work exactly um but the biggest thing to me to come out of that was jenna saying that she thought she lost in the elimination to tori Mm-hmm. And Tori admitting that she kind of thought that Jenna was going to let her win. And she even alluded to Jenna drawing her or writing her a letter, basically saying, hey, if it's a tug of war, at least let me win one round. Yeah. So basically all the things that we were assuming were correct, right? Like Jenna went out there and she tried to win, but it was more so a thing where she had to make it look like she wasn't quitting. But she was quitting, right? Yeah. Yeah, I I guess there was like a misunderstanding on their part. This wasn't a very interesting segment to me no. at all. The one thing I want to ask you, though, did you notice when Zach's face, when Corey was saying, oh, no, I knew Jenna. I didn't think Jenna was going to quit. Remember, I'm the one that named her the Barbie Beast. Mm-hmm. And it cut to Zach's face and he just kind of like rolled his eyes. And I'm like, hmm, okay. But anyways, you're right. Not much really happened to close out that episode. Um, Was there enough in the trailer for next week to get you 
entertained or in on it? I think they could have cut out like this was of for the entire season. This episode had by far the most commercial breaks. Oh, okay. And they could have cut out a lot of stuff. Okay. From this. Yeah. And keep in mind, one of the main plot lines is definitely like D and Rogan and that whole Mm -hmm. dynamic that was cut out for obvious reasons. All this is to say, I don't think two 90 minute episodes was necessary. Like I watched it this morning. I didn't watch mm-hmm. it live last night. So I saw like people messaging us and DMing us and like someone referred to like there being a second episode. I was like, if there's a second episode, it must be a one hour episode tonight. <laughs> yeah. And then when I like started watching my TV, I'm like, this is 90 minutes of this, of people like screwing around with Zoom. So again, I think one of the things that happens, right? And we talked about this in prior seasons. So this is what? The 17th episode of the season? Yeah. So obviously next week you'd assume is 18. So you end up when you, when they sell a season of the challenge, right? When the production company says, hey, MTV, we got another season. MTV will say, give us 20 episodes. Now you got to come up with 20 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> right? So however you want to slice that up, however you want to figure that out, you got to come up with those episodes. I will say I find it extremely weird that we're getting two episodes of the reunion, but there is one episode of the finale. That's kind of weird, no? Well, I'm glad you raised that because we had quite a few people hit us up I can't mm-hmm. name them all, with some behind-the-scenes facts about the finale. Okay. And one of them... Um, I don't think I saw these comments. Let's go. One of them... So these are all from Challenge T, I think okay. it's called. But one of them is that they had a segment that was... There's a checkpoint edited out that involved throwing daggers. Um, there's also a scene that during the final, Jenny was going the wrong way, but Bananas yelled at her and told her to turn around. There is no tackling during the Rogan versus Bananas elimination because there was rocks underneath the snow, which could have injured them. A production member, uh, fell during day two of the final and almost died. Oh. There's a really bad blizzard night one of the final. That's why Fessy and Kyle were allowed to go inside. And the crew member fell off the trail because the blizzard made everything hard to see the next day. And allegedly, the cameraman was buried up to his neck. And they had to use camera equipment to get him out immediately. I don't know how you could use camera equipment to get someone out immediately. Maybe they mean um, a um, that's a some boom. That's some serious goss right there. Yeah, that's um, some of it. So my point is just that to answer your question... There was supposed to be two day like more stuff, but they had to cut it out. Although I don't know why they would cut out the dagger throwing section. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. I mean, I didn't know any of that stuff, but it kind of makes sense that they lost something, right? Because it was super odd. I think uh, I think it might have been Heather. Someone messaged us saying like, "How is there not a f- an eating comp? We need yeah. an eating comp." But obviously, being in a blizzard. I mean, makes things a little more difficult. Maybe they could have done that part when they were in the house. But 
yeah, it just seemed like it was an overly ambitious final when you have to deal with such elements. Yeah. Right? And so to have a plan like that, whatever the plan was to do this elaborate thing over two days when the elements you can't control, but you have to film it over this time, that's a tough one. And, you know, maybe they got bit and that's why we end up in the situation where one, the final was only one episode and you have a lot of people saying they didn't even think it was that good. So maybe the axe throwing really wasn't that good and made it, you know what I mean? Like it, it would have made the episode even worse Yeah. than more people already thought. So maybe that's why they took it out. Um, so it, it, it's weird. But it makes sense now if you think about, well, why is this reunion special two episodes if they got to make up the extra episode because the final only ended up being one? It also, the having to subtract D from, was it three episodes, mm-hmm. probably hurt their ability to do the shit they should have shown, right? Because like in theory, Interesting, yeah. you could have done a like... One episode for the final, one episode for the reunion, one episode of shit they should have shown. Mm-hmm. But question for you? No, sorry, go on. Sorry, go I was on. just to say, but like if you take like big clips from the shit they should have shown mm-hmm. to like fill out those episodes that you subtracted D from, suddenly you don't have enough material for shit they should have shown. Like think of like that lengthy conversation we saw about Fessy and Corey about Fessy's background. Yeah. To me, that would have been ideal for shit they should have shown. But suddenly, mm. it's getting like called up to the big leagues to fill in the D time, you know? So, are we going to assume... Do we know whether they taped this after the D stuff happened? They did, right? Yeah, they did. That's my assumption. So, is it weird that they haven't mentioned it? Or do people want them to mention it? Because I feel like, you know, as a season went along and agree, you can let me know if I'm if I'm way off here. But I feel like there was a sentiment among the audience or some of our listeners that while we disagree with what happened with D, or sorry, we disagree with what D did, and we agree with her getting kicked off the show, did they go overboard in like, did they ruin, not the integrity of the show, but did they lose, like, the integrity maybe of the storyline by drastically editing out D because of what happened off the show, right? And so now when we get to the finale, you know, would it have been too much if, or to the reunion, story? is it then too much for me to expect, hey, I want them to kind of say something about what happened with D. I want to hear the other members of the cast speak out against what D did. You know, maybe we'll see that in part two of the reunion. I agree with you. I, w- I would be interested to see, like, obviously we know how Bailey and Swaggy C feel about it, but mm-hmm. I'd be interested to know how Corey feels about it. And Nelson. I'd want to hear how it. Wes feels about it. Yeah. And Wes, good point. Um, Bananas as the face. Yeah. So I'd be interested to see what other cast members have to say. And again, it would be an opportunity for the production company, for the show, for the network to take a very firm anti-racist stance. Yeah. 
and I, I really want to know this answer from the, the listeners as well, right? Like, do you guys need that? Do you want that? Do you care? Because the other part is, I shouldn't say do you care, because that sounds insensitive. But it's like, definitely I had conversations with people where they were bringing up the fact that, yes, I get kicking D off the show. I get what she did was wrong. But at the same time... I wanted to see her getting dissed <laughs> in that episode when clearly the whole house was voting against her and threw her into the elimination. Yeah. Right? And I could kind of understand, like, I, I see where that argument, that side of it, things are coming from, right? But I get it because I also think that MTV was doing what every entity was doing, where it's like, we need to take a firm line and tell you we're against racism. So I get it. Mm-hmm. But. If you're going to give me another 90-minute reunion and it doesn't bring up D at all, at least give me something that's entertaining. Yeah. Right? Because you could have filled in the end of that, end of this episode that we just talked about. That was kind of whack. The end of it was kind of whack. I thought the beginning I was okay on. I was in on it. But the ending was kind of whack. And if you tell me that you could have had them discuss D, I would have been in on that. Yeah, I just want to hear their thoughts because I think that part is important. Having real conversations, I think, are more important than the knee jerk. She's never going to be on the show again. Yeah. To me, anyways, just my opinion. Interested to hear what other people think. Yeah. And also, I think it'll take a, a long time. But like, you know, let's say a year or two from now, let's say Dee's really engaged mm-hmm. with educating herself and has apologize to Bailey directly and apologize to Big T, who she also mm-hmm. apparently made some racial comments towards. Yeah. Racist comments towards, excuse me. And like engage with the black or, or other people of color on the show and apologize. I'd be interested to hear like D address the issues. And that's one of my yeah. that's one of my disappointments about Camilla, who obviously is comparable. Mm-hmm. I don't follow her on social media anymore, but I'd be fascinated to know, like, does Camilla regret what she said to Leroy? Has she educated herself? Like, I would like, maybe I'm naive, but I'd like to see a world where we show people who've changed and grown. Mm -hmm. And like, if D does that work, like, I would like to see D again in some form just to like say that she's changed and grown. Just as yeah. an example to other people about like what you can do to educate yourself about racism. But I also think too, and I'll say this not to, because I don't want to get too deep into this, but this ultimately comes down to it's a it's a it's a learning experience, right? Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, this is when you find out if people are really into solving the problem of yeah. racism. Or if you're just going to do the thing where you just have to prove that you're not racist. Yeah. Because that's what ends up happening a lot, right? There's a real conversation to be had here, right? Understanding why it's problematic for her to say to Big T, I'm more black than you because you don't know who this rapper is. (laughs) Right? Like, there's a reason, like, you could get behind that and understand, like, the nuances behind that and, you know the negative portrayal that you're defining blackness by your knowledge of rappers. Yeah. Like think about how stupid that is, right? Like when you put it that way. So there's an actual conversation to be had, but this is a learning tool for, you know, 
everyone because we're we're all dealing with this right now in all of our lives where we're being told that all these people are wanting to deal with anti-racism things but this is another time when we're gonna see what's real and what's not do you are you really here for the conversation or are you just here to be like hey we're gonna take aunt jemima off the box now yeah. it's like what right like we're gonna change the redskins it's like wait what like I'm not saying that all those things aren't bad. I'm just saying don't try to trick me and tell me that you're doing this because of racism, yeah. right? You're doing this for PR. You're yeah. doing this because of dollars and cents. So that's all I'm saying. What was your line of the episode? Was there a line of oh. the episode? I have a line of the episode. I don't know if I have a line of the episode. Maybe Banana saying snakes respect snakes. I don't know. Mine was oh. CT saying, I'm paraphrasing here. I didn't even write it down. But like, can you just ask me my questions now and get it out of the way so I can go about my day? Because that's how I felt watching this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was it was interesting. It was interesting. I mean, there wasn't a, a banger line that stood out. No. Other than things that they replayed from the show, like Nani and her noodles. Yeah. Ashley Nani's saying, noodles. Nani's noodles. Ashley saying, "I am a storyline" was pretty good. I like it. But I there's, like it. There's no bangers. Who killed it no. for you this episode? Uh, I'm gonna say Melissa. Okay. And the reason I'm saying Melissa is obviously as another way for me to apologize, but also like. Melissa, part of the reason why I think in my mind I was super disappointed as well is because I spent most of the season bigging up Melissa, yeah. right? And liking Melissa. So I didn't want to see her go out like that. But now when you explain that you're running the final in like, well, three months pregnant, or as Banana says, you're running the final for two, like that's insane. That's insane. So, and dangerous. It was super dangerous. So yeah, I'd say Melissa killed it because... Clearly, her and Kyle, something was going on there, and they showed the video of it, but they still kind of managed to escape unscathed, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, they still didn't really enforce it. They're like, oh, friendly flirting. Is that the term they used? Like, come on. Is that the name of the pod? Friendly flirting? It can be. I can do that. Is that what they said? Friendly flirting? Yeah, friendly flirting. That's what they called it. So, yeah. I'm going to write that down before I forget. Because I always forget, and then I have to text you when you're at work. Friendly flirting. <laughs> I, um, I think that the viewers were the MVPs for sitting through this. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Because here, I'm going to read two listener comments. I was going to say, though, do you think people will listen to... So if they people didn't really like the reunion, will they still come listen to the podcast about the reunion? We'll find out. We'll see what the <laughs> listener numbers are. I I think so, because I think they know that we're going to, like, roast a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Although, sure. honestly, like, there wasn't even a ton to roast here, right? Oh, one thing. I thought yep. it was hilarious that Nelson's the kind of guy that has, like... he clearly has somewhere in his home live laugh love because he had okay. one of the he had like a i don't know a decoration a knickknack tchotchke mm -hmm. however you want to put it that just said home behind him i was like nelson nelson what are you doing uh nelly so, nelly t 
<laughs> Ray says, you basically called it last episode. The Zoom reunion was a dud. Everyone has low energy and no one seemed to have anything to say. Props to Nani, at least. She tried to spark up something. I'm not expecting a pod after that. Well, Ray, <laughs> it came through. We're, we're and you better listen, end. Ray. And God help us, we're <laughs> going to do an episode next week. And then yeah. Lucas Wyatt says, after watching part one of the reunion, it's obvious Jack, Zach, Jack, Zach and Jenna shouldn't get married. I hope oh. you're going to do a podcast for part two of the reunion. I need at least one more episode of You Killed It this year. Thank you, Lucas. Like I said, we are sort of making lemonade out of lemons. I was going to use a crasser expression. but <laughs> And then, yeah, it was, uh, I don't know. Sort of, Interesting episode. That's much more diplomatic than what I was going to say. <laughs> but we'll go with that. To me, the MVPs are the viewers for sitting through that because it was a disappointment. Although, again, making the best of several bad situations. Uh, so Melissa's again. baby is the MVP of this episode. Oh, named Vienna because she discovered in Austria that she was pregnant. Oh, oh. Little and told Bailey. You. Where can the good people find you on social media? Uh, you, you can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander and on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. Uh, and like and subscribe to the pod. We're on uh, iTunes and SoundCloud and YouTube. Just look up You Killed It Podcast or my name, Sheldon Alexander. You can find both those things. Like and subscribe. I will be tweeting more. I mean, the job kind of dictates that basketball is starting back up so you might start seeing a bunch more of those pods or those things pop back up on your timeline but yeah continue to hit us up you know even when the season is going on when the season's not going on hit us up with stuff you guys are watching what you guys think whether you agree disagree we like hearing from from the people for sure so please don't hesitate to hit us up and you can get me on instagram and twitter at J. Chidley Hill. And until next week, <laughs> I'm Vernon Davis. This is You Killed It. You killed it.